In this presentation, we will discuss how to figure cost of goods sold. Figuring cost of goods sold on Schedule C at line 35 through 42. We'll actually discuss lines 35 through 42 because, of course, those will be the calculation of the cost of goods sold. This information can be found in publication 334. Figure in your cost of goods sold by filling out lines 35 through 42 of Schedule C. These lines are reproduced below and are explained in the discussion that follows. So we'll go through the calculation. This is the cost of goods sold type of calcula calculation. If you've gone through financial accounting, it will look familiar. We'll have a few lines that maybe are a little bit more than you might see if you had just kind of a basic cost of goods sold type of calculation. But in essence, you'll see the cost of goods sold calculation, which is in essence, beginning inventory plus purchases minus ending inventory gives us the cost of goods sold. So we'll go through these lines and then we'll discuss more of what would be involved in those line items. So first we've got the inventory at the beginning of the year. If different from last year's closing inventory, attach explanation. So notice when we think of the beginning inventory at the beginning of the year, the IRS is going to be looking for, hey, does it tie out to the ending inventory at the end of last year? So if you're tying out cost of goods sold, you want to make sure that you're looking at last year. There's ending inventory. That should be our beginning inventory for this year. And then we should be able to go through our calculation. So we'll have the beginning inventory. Then we'll have the purchases. Uh, purchase, it says purchases less cost of items withdrawn for personal use. So in other words, basically the items that we purchased, if we're buying and selling inventory, then of course we're going to be purchasing inventory. So we had the beginning inventory, then we had the stuff that we purchased. And then line 37 says cost of labor. Do not include any amounts paid to yourself. So cost of labor, when we're thinking about inventory, typically we're thinking about the cost of labor that is involved in the inventory. When would, they be, when would there be cost of labor? Possibly if we're producing the inventory. If we've got raw materials that we're then converting into uh, the inventory, then those materials and the labor involved, the direct labor, is going to be part of the inventory. If we're just purchasing inventory and then selling it, then it's just the purchase cost and whatever we needed in order to get the purchase, which may include some shipping and whatnot, but it doesn't probably include labor in that case. If, on the other hand, we're making inventory, then we had to purchase materials, which is going to be here, and then we had to convert that material into inventory, which is going to include uh, the cost of labor. A note that it does say do not include any amounts paid to yourself for the cost of labor. And then we've got the materials and supplies. And again, the materials and supplies, you might think, well, that's the same possibly as purchases. But purchases uh, might be the, the case where we're purchasing, if you're thinking about purchasing basically inventory, if we're purchasing the materials, they're going to be things that are going to go into the production of inventory. So we're not talking about like materials and supplies for office supplies or anything like that, like staples and whatnot. We're talking about materials and supplies that are going to go into the production of inventory. Again, if we just purchase inventory and then sell it, we may not have any materials and supplies. But if we are making the inventory, then we might have materials and supplies that are going to go into the process of making inventory. And then any other costs that we might have that would go into uh, the inventory. And then line 40 says add lines 35 through 39. So we would then add those items up, which of course you would think, of course, would be the beginning inventory plus purchases or whatever we're putting into inventory if we're making it or if we just purchased it. That's going to give us what we think of in, in uh, financial accounting, accounting as cost of goods available for sale. 
the amount of inventory we could have sold throughout the year at any given time throughout the year we could have sold this much inventory we can't sell more than that because we didn't have any more than that that's all we had that's the amount that we could have sold throughout the year then we think about the inventory at the end of the year and notice this is kind of like a periodic type of system this is a periodic system we're basically kind of doing a physical count at the end of the year and figuring the ending inventory and so if we do this calculation we're going to say all right well this is what we could have sold throughout the year because that's what we had at the beginning plus what we purchased or made and then we're going to subtract out what we have at the end of the year which is going to be the ending inventory and you can imagine this number being something that we could actually have a physical count for we could physically count the inventory in units and then we can convert those units some way to dollars because of course we can't put units here we have to put dollars here because this is inventory so we could try to take our ending inventory and somehow convert the physical units that we still have left from a physical count to uh, what is in ending inventory the difference then is cost of goods sold line 42 cost of goods sold subtract line 41 from 40 enter the result here on line 4 so the difference then would be cost of goods sold now you might think well there could have been some other things that happened like inventory could have disappeared notice there's assumptions there's an assumption happen here that this is the cost of goods available for sale and this is ending inventory and the difference between those two must have been what we sold and that's not necessarily the case I mean they could have gotten lost there could have been spoilage and other type of adjustments so there might be you know some other adjustments that you account for but notice this is a periodic system and that would be the assumption that we would have right you would have the beginning inventory plus what we purchased that's what we had available count the ending inventory the difference between the two is assumed to be what we sold and that's the kind of calculation that they're going to want to see of course if we see that on the actual tax forms then schedule c they're tying out to these items line 33 on part three of the schedule uh schedule c so line 33 we have the methods we're uh, checked off we have the lower of cost or market 34 uh was there any change in determining quantities cost or valuation we're saying no 35 inventory at the beginning of the year right and so we don't have anything in our example problem because we just put the purchases in place but uh, we'll go through this in a bit more detail in a future presentation but we've got the beginning inventory then we've got the purchases 39,500 in our case cost of labor if we were to be producing the inventory materials and supplies typically if we were to be producing inventory any other costs that would be involved in the production of inventory or in inventory and the uh, acquiring of it and then we're going to add those up inventory available for sale obviously we had nothing at the beginning and no other cost we just put in purchases so that's why we have the 39,500 and then the inventory at the end of the year now you might have a a trial bounce as we did that just has inventory just has cost of goods sold with one number because it's on the income statement and you just have one number and if that's the case then you're going to have to go back and do some digging because you're going to want you're going to need this number to tie into the prior year so you're gonna have to look at the last year's tax return and say well what was ending inventory last year this number should tie into it the cost of goods sold that's on the income statement might be correct but you want to go back into the detail of the cost of goods sold to see to see that the beginning inventory ties out if the beginning inventory doesn't tie out in your detail in your books and your accounting records and quickbooks or whatever then you got to go back and say okay what happened well, there's an adjusting entry something happened here and we need the beginning inventory to tie out 
and then and then the purchases and then basically uh the ending inventory we should be able to go back in the detail the general ledger the t account type of information the transaction report and see that detail and basically be able to reconstruct this type of calculation for the cost of goods sold 